lords, my ladies, and everybody else here not sitting on a cushion. Well, we have a rather curious subject this morning. To study our heritage from the past is not simply a waste of time, because most of that heritage is still with us. I think it's, it's important to live life with a knowledge of its mystery and of your own mystery. And it gives life a, a new zest, a new balance, a new harmony to do this. The human story is much more complicated and much more mysterious than we've been taught. We need to wake up as a human species. We need to become our own leaders. This is, the, in my view, the next step forward. When people find out what it is that's ticking in them, they get straightened out. We can win the fight, but we can win a little every day. And every day when we make the smallest victory, there will be a little more of happiness and a little less of pain. Every day, one step forward, even a small decision, will strengthen us for another one tomorrow. And gradually, these right decisions will bring us enlightenment and companionship in the spiritual adventure of existence. And we're back. We're back. Happy 2020. Dude, I can see. It's been a good time. That's a bad dad joke. Sorry. <laughs> that was the worst. Uh, man, I'm so, rusty, man. It, fuck, it's been weeks since we had a conversation. <laughs> it really I don't know if I can remember how to do it. Uh, well, welcome, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, it's it's Wayfinder, and uh, I'm Adam, and I am JC, and we're uh, we're happy to join you guys again. We um, had a lot of people reaching out to us. It's been a great holiday, and everybody's like, "Where the hell are the podcasts?" And you know, we've been busy. We got families and shit. Mm -hmm. You know, holidays, man. Yeah, you had a kid. Yes, I, just I had remember that. I had a child right before Christmas. A human, month, a month early. Human child. Yeah, human child. Yeah, human child. And uh, so congratulations. That, thank you very much, little uh, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. That's his real fucking name. And uh, he's he's very very cool. He's very healthy. Mom's doing great, mm -hmm. and we're just in the throes of a one month old baby at home. So I I, I did take a little time <laughs> off. You know. Are you sleeping? More than mom. Yeah, yeah, but we're trying to do this thing right, you know. Yeah. So uh, I hate to mention any of this, but we chose certain vaccinations. We were like, no, which is most of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't do circumcision, which has been a point of contention. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in the family, and then uh, also we do crazy hippie stuff, like no, no bottles and cloth diapers and fucking weirdo. Adding adding extra work because the world is a convenient place and you don't have to do it this way. Yeah, convenience isn't always the uh, the, the right path, right? But dude, he's he's happy. He's healthy. We're we're comfortable with the work uh, that that is entailed in it, and through that, it's been a, it's been a beautiful experience. That's but, good. You know, they tell you you're tired when you have a baby, and it's um, I adopted my first child, so I, I missed uh, about a year and a half in. So I missed one week old baby crying all the time, needing to be fed all the time, you know, constantly being tended, and the delirium that comes with that. It's a different kind of tired. Yeah, yeah, so it really a, is. It's a beautiful experience. Yeah, the, uh, the the ongoing sleeplessness thing is a whole different thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm glad you're making it. I'm glad you got here. It wasn't an easy path for you guys. No, 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 it was about three and a half years. Yeah, so. yeah. So I, I, I just want to bring that up. I mean, it's personal shit for you guys, but, you know, y'all are family to us. And we're it, an open book about it, it. Yeah, well, and I think it's it's good because there's people out there that are trying to um, trying to do stuff, you know, trying to make things happen in their family and build a family, and they have challenges, and you guys never gave up on that. 
Um, I want to dig into that very briefly. Yeah. In, in, in just in, in just a second, but just real quick to kind of um, throw this out there before we dig in too much further to anything. We're back. The show's here. Um, we uh, this is going to be a fucking great episode. I'm really excited about this because um, number one, we really don't have any time crunch here, so I don't know how long this is going to go, but we're we're just gonna we're gonna float this thing through, and we've got some cool stuff to catch up on, neat things to talk to you guys about, um, and and also. We're 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 constantly evolving here, like we're this this show has never been the same. If you guys go back and look at the very first episode that I did in my house, and then I did like five or six episodes, quit for a few months, and then figured things out mm-hmm. differently, evolved. And then you and I started doing it in a studio at my house in a different room, and then it evolved, and now we're here, and we've kind of gone in these these like you know three four month waves of there's one iteration of the show, and then there's like version 2.0, and there's 2.3, and then there's 3.0. This is uh, 2020 is bringing with it a new evolution of the show, mm-hmm. and we're always. I think what what you what we're always trying to do is figure out how to be more authentic, right? Like right. more more complete and authentic, right? Because authenticity, you know, requires completion. Like we got to be complete in our in how we present ourselves. We can't just talk about psychedelics. We can't just talk about. She can't talk about everything that we know we have like a, a full grip on. That's not fair because the conversations we don't have here in this are oftentimes, you know, beautiful, wonderful conversations, but we, we tend to not bring we them We don't here. go there because we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. And and the internet is a sketchy place. And you know what? Bring, bring it on. Yeah, the, bring the roast it. on. You know, <laughs> I'm not an expert on anything yeah. at all, except for that I am an expert on not being an expert. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so there's an authentic authenticity that comes with that and i think that's the next phase in the evolution of this is that i'm not going to sit here and pretend to know everything about everything that i speak on but that's the exciting part is that not everybody is an expert and i think a lot of people that are listening and the people that i interact with and users that enjoy the show appreciate that factor so you know yeah we can't just talk about things that we know everything about we're figuring out in real time yeah we've always said and That's we're we're owning that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, we uh, we're, we're normal people, right? Like we we have kids, so we talk about parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're fairly spiritual, religious people, so we talk about that. You know, we're kind of history nerds in our own you know, to our own different degrees. And um, you know, you're a, you're a a master chef, cook guy. You know, you make amazing amazing food, <laughs> and it's a big part of your life. It's an art. We're both musicians, right? And songwriters, and um, you know, we. Uh, we have relationships and we have friendships and you know we uh, talk about mysticism and shamanism and the mysteries of the world and science and nature and art and music and all that stuff. Um, but you know we like to watch TV. We like to we like to analyze movies and shows and yeah. talk about that. If and read I books. had like a niche, like yeah. that I was gonna say that was my thing, it's being human. Yeah. You know, <laughs> trying to be a good human. That's my niche. I'm just I'm not it's good niche. Not great at that, but that's that's where I'm at. I'm in that vein. You're in that vein. Yeah. I think everybody else is. We haven't maybe portrayed that, you know, at, at all times on the show. I think sometimes we um, you know, we kind of not intentionally or anything, but we just we kind of go with what feels right or what feels the or what feels the most comfortable or what feels right um as as is laid out by the audience or mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. what we think the audience wants to hear, mm-hmm. and I, I think what 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 our audience here wants to to experience is they want to sit in the room with us and have a conversation with us and, and experience um, this sort of human connection that we always talk about. 
Right. And that that means connecting with with our truest self. Well, not not everybody can sit. Not everybody has has an atom across the table, right? That I can right. sit here and, and like really talk about whatever I want if I want to go like super woo-woo spiritual. I'm not that hard to find though. Uh, you know, like I, I can I can sit here and be authentic and I and I, I hope that, and I've noticed uh, with, with the feedback that I've received that people appreciate the fact that we're just kind of laying it all out there. I mean, yeah. think about what we just went through. It's it's early January now, mid-January. Mm. We just, we just did the holiday thing. So everybody's getting together yeah. depending on where you're at and what, but most people are, are somewhere between Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, one of those where it involves bringing in the entire family and yeah. putting them into four walls and coexisting. You know? Yeah. It's not always the most ideal situation. Yeah, no, it's not. And it's that kind of stuff I want to I want to bring in here and so going forward we're going to be talking a lot more about that kind of stuff, just anecdotes and personal shit that we do and um, the struggles of life, uh, the things that we're not good at as much as the things that we are good at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, something that we're, like I said, we're passionate about is, is uh, movies and TV shows and stuff. And you know how what the lessons we get from those and the, the artistic enjoyment that we get from those, the yeah. things that we can pull apart. And An indirect like, message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of esoteric messaging in, in these shows and, and movies and stuff like that. And you know, some of it's you know really cool, insightful stuff. Some of it's not as positive. And sometimes you just want to dumb out and watch a show. And, you know, if we're not talking about that shit on here, we're not being authentic because that's right. what you and I talk about whenever the mic's not on. Mm-hmm. You know, we do talk mm-hmm. about this stuff. We talk about all of it. And so I think going forward, what, whatever we, we, we appreciate so much the audience, the fact that anyone would tune in and listen to two dipshits talk about things is so humbling and, and, and gratifying to us. Um, we owe it to everyone to just be authentic and have the same conversations in front of the mic that we do behind the mics. So that's what we're going to give you guys going forward yeah i don't i don't do new year's resolutions but for the new phase of the show in the new year yeah it's just you know you're just gonna get adam and jc raw and just fucking what we do we've been friends for 20 years now Mm -hmm. and we've been doing this together for two years and um you know this is the new iteration you're gonna get the whatever the the unfiltered uh the unbridled the the raw and uncut right the uncircumcised and the feedback is important so yeah, man, bring it on and and uh, ratings on Apple, like the uh, iTunes. All, if you can give us ratings and thumbs ups, like, shares, comments, all that stuff is like super helpful. Um, it's not like an ego thing. It's like really we do this because we believe in the message of the overall message of what we're doing, our shortcomings and our our virtues and all that stuff, the lessons we've learned and continue to learn. Um, we're we think that it'll help people because these things have helped us mm-hmm. and we can get more of this content into more people's hands if if we're getting more ratings and thumbs up and stuff so please don't don't think that you know I'm, that, that your that your effort uh, of sharing a video or, or or a podcast or whatever uh, or even a post from Instagram it, it's not wasted like that's super super helpful and it helps us grow um, which leads me to the next very brief thing that I'll touch on is you can go to wayfinderpodcast.com and you can get all of our stuff. Access to everything is really easy. That's like the easiest way to do it. If you want to share it with somebody, just send them wayfinderpodcast.com. Easy. It's all there. It's all there. Everything. Every 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 platform, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of it. And very importantly, the Patreon is on there. So you can go to Patreon and support us and that's really helpful because we are um, we're funding this out of our own pocket. We're traveling around the country. We're talking to interesting people. Um, we're trying to do really interesting things. And so... 
um, you know, getting some support on there. If you're supporting us on Patreon, thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, you. We do have a a handful of of, uh, Patreon supporters. It's a new thing. We haven't promoted a ton till the last few podcasts, but uh, that's really taken off. So we appreciate that so much. Um, And as far as housekeeping goes, is that it? I mean, that sounds, yeah. That's the it pitch. feels good. Yeah. It feels good. It feels like we did everything. So people have been reaching out. And they're like, where are the podcasts? And so we have some cool stuff to catch up with you guys on. So we do have, we've got two podcasts with uh, Jeff Sullivan, the amazing visionary artist and good friend of ours. Which was a very good time. Great yeah, conversation. Yeah. Great conversation. Two days in a row. Uh, we shot podcasts, got a couple hours out of each one, I think, or something like that. Yeah, and that one that one is, is fascinating because, you know, you're talking about a human being who, who creates a visual art that's it's its own. It's its own it's thing. Its own thing. And, yeah, he's and like I a Picasso or something. It's a whole I different kind of art. I want to talk too much about it because we do talk for hours on end. But but to get inside, some climb inside somebody's mind and, and hang out with them, and then him being so receptive to to us just being curious about it and, and having a great conversation, it's it's fascinating, and exciting. So yeah, it was really cool. Um, he's such a good dude. He's like a brother, and um, I just love him to death. Uh, we had a great time, and then right after that. We, we shot those two podcasts, and then he and I flew out to uh, to L.A. to go to the Mystic Manor. Mystic Manor. To shoot the, uh, the late-night conscious talk show called Optimistic, and you guys can find that. Um, that thing's uh, hosted and put on by a guy named Brandon Beecham, and Brandon Beecham is, um, he's the real fucking deal. He, uh, you know, he's not just a podcast host. He hosts the uh, the Positive Head podcast, mm-hmm. which is an important thing in our house because, like, Ashley found that podcast like it was like the first thing she found four years ago when we started dating and just kind of started going through our awakening. Um, she was looking for a positive, like uplifting podcast. So she just typed in positive and then positive head came up. And then uh, we, Brandon Beecham has been a, a part of our life ever since really positive, uplifting dude. And um, he's a real mover and shaker. So like he, he, he expanded from the podcast thing and now he's got this late night talk show that he's funding um, out of his own pocket called optimistic and uh he's got this big mansion in venice california uh right off the beach and he brings in um thinkers and and uh researchers and artists and musicians and stuff like that and puts on a conscious late night talk show he does retreats there like week-long retreats and stuff like that does um art workshops uh in fact they've got one going on uh here soon if you guys are interested you can reach out to me uh on instagram uh a, a, a friend I made there um, when we went his name is Vajra he's one of the best artists I've ever seen one of the best painters I've ever he seen incredible yeah it's unbelievable he's doing a workshop and uh, we, we can give you a special discount to his workshop through the show just use code word wayfinder but I don't have the info on on hand so reach out to me on uh, Instagram and we can drop it in the YouTube description. we'll drop it in the YouTube description or something like that so um, anyway lots of cool things so we go out to optimistic uh, Jeff was the featured artist of the night. So there's a talk show and they like unveil a painting of Jeff's and then he's like working on it during the show. And then they brought out an author uh, named Matt Kahn and uh, K-A-H-N. Matt comes out and then he's talking to Brandon. They're doing the talk show thing. Fucking really cool little setup. And uh, then they have a musical guest at the end. Um, that was a pretty cool experience. I I. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, I, you it's, know. Well, it's cool. It's cool because you know, like cannabis is totally legal in California, and of course, we're here in Texas, where you know we could still go to jail. Mm-hmm. So, like every time I land in a place where cannabis is legal, 
I just get fucking bombed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what I yeah, mean. Yeah. It's um, it really is. It's like the starving Ethiopian kids. You know, they're starving and then they drop off a bunch of Campbell's soup and they eat themselves to death. <laughs> I told I've told you this, and I, I'll disclose it real quick. I took my family to Colorado. <laughs> my first time in Colorado, and we passed the state line. My wife is uh, with child. And uh, my daughter's 10, so it's just me. But I'm like, hey, can we stop? As soon as we got in the state, I was like, let me, let me go into one of these dispensaries. And so I walk in. I'm timid. I'm from Texas, you know. You've I'm never st- been to a dispensary No, before. never been yeah. in one. So I'm standing there, you know, and this I'm just like, summer. I'm waiting uh, uh, my turn. And uh, they, give them, they give them the ID. They go back in the room. And everybody's being super nice and friendly. And finally, it's my turn. And I walk up to the guy and I said, man, I'm from Texas. I've been in Colorado for about... 25 minutes and he smiles real big and he's super friendly and goes what can i do for you and i was like just give me something mild you know like <laughs> something I, I i i've been on the wrong end of an edible before but I, i'd love uh, i'd love an edible and like a, just like a, a disposable cart or something you know i'm going to to great wolf lodge in colorado springs I'm going to a family right. resort right and he goes oh got you you need this and you need this and here are all the flavors and i said okay that that's great that's great i walk out of there i've got my brown paper sack everything's wonderful right i'm Bebopping along, and we drive another two hours, get into Colorado Springs, we get up to the room, and immediately bathing suits on, uh, we're ready to go. And I said, I'm just gonna have like half of one of these gummies real quick, you know, that'll be great. And then, uh, so half a half a gummy, and then I hit my little disposable cart, and I went, uh, went sativa, you know, upper, yeah, yeah, you don't want to be into couch, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so the gummy is going to take its time. So I, I did a little puff of the pen. And before we hit the elevator, oh man, I am not used to like professionally grown by specialists and, 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 and chemically extracted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in the elevator just like, Oh no. Oh no. Just kind of <laughs> just starting to, just starting to get a little bit of that anxiety. Come on. Like I yeah. might've done a little to do much, but I'm like, it's okay. I'm in Colorado. I'm in Colorado. We get off the elevator and it's like seven miles to the water park through a, a family friendly hotel. Right. I end up spending the first four hours of our vacation in the water park. I went to the towel person at great wolf and I'm like, can I have like four? <laughs> I'm laying on a chair just completely covered up in towels because I'm cold, <laughs> but it's like 87 degrees and humid because it's an indoor water park and I'm dying. I'm, I'm everybody. I'm like, well, everybody's got to be high. We're in Colorado, right? Like, right. Everybody's stoned out of their mind. No, nobody looks. Stoned. Nobody's stoned. And everybody knows I'm stoned. <laughs> everybody knows I'm stoned. And that was my <laughs> baptism into the legal world of marijuana. I, I was fully unprepared. I did not do my homework. That guy, they were they. He went home that night, and his girlfriend or wife or whatever was like, "How was your day?" And she's like, uh, "Mine was good, but I sent some guy packing with yeah. the most powerful stuff we have." I, I was like, "Fuck Who? this guy yeah. up." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may as well have just walked in and said, "Yeah, just fuck me up." Yeah, fuck me up. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, but I have money. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. How can you help me? Yeah, like uh, a, like a rich white kid to a coke dealer. Yeah, I don't uh, know how much does a thousand dollars get me. How much is a gram of weed? It's like 65. You have, I can't break 65. Do you have 70? Do you have 80? Yeah. I'll, get, I'll make it a fat one. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got had. So <laughs> going to legal states, that is my experience. Yeah. I did California yeah. after that and uh, with you. Yeah. And I was much more cautious. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be careful. I, you know, I make that mistake because I go through phases where like I smoke weed for a little while and then I don't. 
for a few months, mm-hmm. like a couple months on, a couple months off sometimes. Um, and, it, and you know, start out where I smoke a little bit and then a lot and then not, a, not, a, not as much. So sometimes I'll catch one of those legal states. Like I'll be on a trip because we travel a lot. So I'll, I'll travel when I'm like in an off period. I haven't smoked in like two months. And then I just land in L.A. or Colorado or, you know, Boston or something. And you just show up and you do it, right? You just fuck yourself up. Right. You know, and you just go take a couple edibles and then rip a vape. Because you forget after two months, probably the weed, and you forget, and then you just start ripping a vape pen like it's an e-cig or something. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you and know. now you're down. Yeah, you now you're down. Now you're calling the Uber to pick you up from, you know, the tunnel in Boston at 3 a.m. And you're fucking underneath the river and you feel like you're in a Batman movie or something. Well, I derailed. Let's get back to the story where you're at the Mystic Manor. And it sounds like. <laughs> well, so it's basically the nature of this story. <laughs> Is that so? We were there. It was me and Jeff, and then we had like uh, our adopted aunt and uncle from Connecticut, Tim and Linda. We talk about a lot. We love I them so much. They yeah, they they flew out to come support Jeff, which was awesome. And uh, and and Linda can't get high because she's a pilot for Delta, mm-hmm. so she flies internationally to to France and Italy and shit. So she can't do anything. So she just has to like witness from afar all of our shenanigans. Mm. And um, and she's got like 10 years before she retires and she can um, smoke again. So she's kind of babysitting the fucking idiots over here. Sure. And <laughs> we're just, Tim and I particularly, Tim's the fucking coolest guy in the world. And we're just popping edibles. He's like, you know, 55, um, but he's like my big brother slash uncle, right? He's like the cool uncle that you, you want to have. Um, and we're just getting fucking blitzed, right? He's a photographer. He takes pictures for all kinds of stuff he's got national Mm -hmm. geographic he's got pictures in the smithsonian so like really fucking cool explored cultured guy you know um and i don't know man we're just eating handfuls of edibles and and going through joint after joint after joint and getting bombed being reckless teenagers and uh we're in this mansion full of all this amazing art and um a, a bunch of really spacey 20 something year old people uh-huh you know what i mean mm-hmm. and we stick out like a sore thumb right so first of all you know tim's like 55 tim and linda both and um and they're they're wandering around completely uh uh ob- oblivious to what's going on with these with these young people because this place is so like the hippiest place I've ever been. Yeah, I assume it's it's a very um, yeah yeah a lot of chicks with hairy armpits, right. um, a lot of dudes with skirts, right? So this is we're pretty liberal people and socially speaking, right? Mm-hmm. But this was a it was a, a bit of a culture shock to me because sure. this is like L.A. being L, the L.A. of L.A. I guess I, I don't know it's something totally different. I, I get what you're saying, and I'm from Texas. We don't have that here in in good old Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it it was it was a really unique situation. I, I felt a little bit like a fish out of water, but everybody was sweet. Um, I just I mean I felt kind of like a caveman, like mm-hmm. fucking uh, me Texas, like fucking wearing blue jeans and uh, probably had on some boots or something. Yeah, uh, and, and you never think that you stand out as a person from Texas until you're. The only person. To get the Texas only text in, the in there, yeah. Um, it was a, uh, it was, it was a great, it was a really interesting thing. Uh, whole vegan spread on the uh, the buffet and stuff. It was. Uh, now has optimistic started? I know you guys were pre-recording yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, has that? Has it? I don't. Started I don't eight? know. I need to check back in on that. So yeah, they're pre-recording like I don't know six, seven, eight, ten episodes or something like that, and they're trying to get like YouTube or Netflix or somebody to pick it up. It's it's a great it's a great platform. It's a great for anyone watching. Or listening to us right now, like it's a really chill thing. 
Um, if you know what Gaia is, I know some people really hate Gaia. Some people love it, whatever. I mean, I'm kind of open-minded and I don't give a shit. I still watch Ancient Aliens. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> just to me, it's like, yeah, loosen up. You know what I mean? It's right. uh, just, just have a good time. If it's entertaining, it's entertaining. But uh, Optimistic is definitely um, sort of Gaia-esque. Well, you know? as, as somebody who follows Brandon and Positive Head and stuff, I've seen on social media them uh, with shots of recording it and, and talking with you guys when y'all returned from your trip and stuff. It sounds absolutely fascinating, but I wasn't sure if it had made it out. And the fact that I haven't seen I one yet, I don't know if it has. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I think they're still trying to get some episodes. Um, right. Brandon and I got Brandon and Robert Grant hooked up, and they, they're wanting to do an episode. That's going to be really neat to mm-hmm. see that happen. Um, so I'm assuming... That episode hasn't happened yet. They're both interested. They're still trying to make it happen. It's probably not been released yet. Um, but Brandon's put a lot into it. And that whole production crew there, there I met their producer and their set director and all these people. Like these, They're, they're young people. Mm-hmm. Like this is like 22 to 28-year-old for the most part. And there were some people who were you know our age, middle age, or whatever. But um, Just passionate individuals. Passionate, fucking smart, sharp crew really made it happen. It was, you know... I was involved in a History Channel episode a few years ago, and these guys were just as as um, as professional and and um, and skillful as as that the History Channel crew that I interacted with. Very. Good. I was super impressed with them, and very all very sweet and on the ball. Um, so that was what we did. We went out there and had a good time. Um, ran into uh, one of my favorite athletes, uh, Pasha Petkins. He's a parkour athlete. Parkour, He's like number yeah. one or two or three in the world. Um, we were just sitting there chilling and fucking Pasha Petkins over there with uh the dude that runs the uh, instagram um page uh beautiful destinations mm-hmm. he got like 13 mm-hmm. or 14 million followers right and he's over there this guy's name is tom and they got a drone out and they're just following pasha around so i got to hang out with him and um get some candids and stuff have a conversation with him. it was really cool so it was a beautiful trip um i always loved that that was that um and we got uh, two days of podcasting with jeff in the wings now yeah. Re- ready to um ready to ready release to yeah and so. a few weeks before that uh we did we did uh the align podcast uh oh yeah talking about the align method and the new book coming out yeah yeah so um for anybody who doesn't know aaron alexander he's uh the align podcast and he's got a book called the align method mm-hmm. um just released like the day before christmas um and we have that podcast coming out too so right around the same time all of the la stuff happened we uh went down to austin to the Onnit corporate headquarters. Yeah, you guys yeah. familiar with Onnit? This is fantastic oh, because this is uh, Adam's been cultivating this with Aaron on uh, Instagram. You know, they, they've aligned uh, posts. They're very interested in each other's content. So, uh, with this book coming out, he invites us down. He's going to do this, like uh, essentially a uh, social media press junket. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that we got to be a part of. And uh, so Adam says we got to go to Austin. And I said, cool, I love Austin gonna go eat my way through that town yeah um i didn't know it was that on it yeah you know and then here we find ourselves the morning of we're like all right getting ready we're gonna go meet this person he seems like a nice guy but you know little little uh anxious little nervous energy you don't know exactly where you're going and then he's like yeah we got to go to on it and i was like but like wait like like on it (laughs) the product line aubrey marcus joe rogan on it yeah 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 Thanks for not telling me until yeah, that yeah. moment in time because I would have been more nervous. And we find ourselves in Aubrey Marcus's office in yeah. what was an interesting space, to say the least. Yeah, Artifacts yeah. everywhere, crazy art. Um, yeah, Aubrey's office is a really fucking cool place. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like fascinating. It. And uh, this, you know, 
giant, beautiful man comes out and he says, Adam, he's shirtless, he's barefoot, he's like blue <laughs> jean cutoff shorts. And uh, he just starts throwing hugs. And Aaron, yeah, he's a yeah. big, big fucking teddy bear. Come on in, come on big, in. Big, beautiful teddy bear. And uh, we're, we're talking, we're kind of getting ready. He's like, man, I'm, I'm doing a lot of these. I'm just going to go outside and get focused. You guys set up whatever you need. And in the process of that, this other huge man comes in and uh, we're talking to him. And I always say huge man, I mean like, like six foot. Yeah, Kyle's six. I don't know. I, I guess he's probably six foot two twenty or so. Right. I mean, he's a he, he's a bear. Yeah, he really is a bear. You know, Kyle, well, fanny pack, plaid shorts, barefoot, goofy shirt, barefoot, just as nice of a human being as you could ever be. Cauliflower ears. Yeah. Well, I didn't notice that. So <laughs> he leaves, and uh, Adam looks at me and he goes, "Man, Kyle's a really nice guy." And I'm like, "He is a nice guy. He's a nice guy." And he's like. Yeah, UFC heavyweight champion? That's crazy. And I was like, wait, what? 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 He's what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was uh, the UFC, UFC guy. <laughs> he was like, then an ultimate fighter. I was like, wait, no way. So I've met this guy. He's a nice guy. That's Kyle Kingsbury. Yeah, Kyle Kingsbury. Cool. Met him, talked to him. Great. Had a great back and forth. Thought he was great. Then I Google him. Yeah. And then uh, I'm like, oh, he's famous. You what? get post intimidation. Yeah, yeah. Then it, 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 it doesn't matter. I'm not a huge UFC guy. I've watched it plenty of times. Um, I mean, like I was like a Ken Shamrock fan. So right. it's been a while since, <laughs> right. I've, since I've been in the Ken game. Ken Shamrock's still funny. So uh, he comes back in and, and uh, me being me went, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> Just shut, shut down completely. Like, I can't do this. I can't talk. <laughs> Dude, but, he, Kyle's such a nice guy, though. He was. Everybody there was so, um, I was about to say on it, but that was, that was, <laughs> I wasn't trying to make a bad joke. Uh, but everybody there was freaking cool, grounded. Um, you know, everybody was just super friendly and inviting. The energy there was super special. And then you and Aaron have a great conversation. That's an exciting podcast. I can't wait to get out. that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, if you're listening, we had some technical difficulties, and I'm sorry I didn't get it out by uh, Christmas, but it's coming. That's all right. Yeah. We'll get it out next week. We'll get it out. The book, uh, Amazon. Go yeah, check it out. Align Method by Aaron Alexander. It's a fucking awesome book. Yeah. Um, it's really about movement, and uh, the conversation we had was about a lot of things, but a lot of it was about movement, and that's kind of Aaron's specialty. He's like my movement guru. I mean, he's like, you know, I follow people who are who do meditation, who do conscious breathing, who do religious stuff, who do movement, who do food, right? Mm-hmm. Aaron's the fucking movement master, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Like, when it comes to functional movement on a daily basis you know how to his big thing is like floor culture like get off your couch get off your recliner sit in the floor um get as comfortable at being uncomfortable as you can yeah 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 really um and and i love him for that and he really is uh he's uh he's a sweet guy um uh best looking man i've probably ever seen in my life yeah. uh and just just shines from the heart out you know he really does. He's, well, a, he's a sweet guy. Shout out to to everybody at, at uh, on it. You know, Aubrey Marcus has a great podcast. Kyle Kingsbury, Kingsboo on Instagram has a great podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Godsey, I believe, is his name. The Myths That Make Us podcast. Yeah, is a I great. Fucking podcast. love Eric Godsey. We got, we're going to do a thing with he and Kyle. So Kyle did. Uh, Kyle and Eric, Kyle Kingsbury and Eric Godsey both um, invited us back to do podcasts with them. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that and bringing that to you soon as we get our feet under us this year, which we're doing. Right. Um, but uh, that'll be coming up here pretty soon. It was a fascinating time. Awesome. Awesome visit. Um, 
just yeah I, I don't know I, I felt like we rolled up in there and it was about five minutes in and I realized we were not nearly fucking hot enough to be there <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> everybody is beautiful. if I'm being honest yeah everybody is beautiful and I'm talking men women and there's a gym separate to the offices yeah and there's people huge coming in and out covered in sweat with towels over them and it's it's beautiful women it's beautiful men every person in there the space is beautiful the humans that are inhabiting are beautiful and when I say beautiful I don't mean like they had a really pretty face i'm saying like you ever seen like a, a statue of, a, of you know like a greek <laughs> god you know like how many abs does that person have is it weird that i'm trying to count it's taking right. me too long and now they're looking oh sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah uh yeah was it Ka caitlin howe comes in she does a world series of poker hostess for espn yeah. uh she was uh she's very into to unlocking kundalini and does all of these programs and stuff feminine empowerment stuff. feminine empowerment they've all gone and done you know they're they're drinking of the medicine they've taken the ayahuasca and they're, they're walking around with a uh, perspective on life that's different and yeah. their energies are crazy their energy I mean, is fucking powerful it's we... it's insane watching them interact you know and just standing <laughs> in the corner like uh rumple stiltskin you know? yeah. <laughs> it was uh it made me it it made me want i was like fuck i gotta start jogging <laughs> I yeah need, i need to go work out like, yeah yeah well I, I i've been working out you know whichever i don't know if you listen to this podcast much you know like I, I started working out last year I started I say working out exercising working out stretching yoga uh, diet nutrition water everything my whole fitness program changed you know uh, drastically January of last year um, and it was it was really almost you know probably 90% of that was spurred or, or initiated because of um, Aaron Alexander reaching out to me through Instagram and he was like hey I like your shit and I was like oh, okay cool I went and looked at his shit and I was like oh Wow, I like your shit too. You're all about nature and breathing and kundalini and stretching and you know and just fitness. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. So you know, I got on my shit. And after working out for like you know almost a year, I was like, I'm in the best physical and mental shape of my life. I'm like, I'm gonna come up in this bitch and feel right at home. Nope. <laughs> nope. And you were, uh, I'm going to be fair. You <laughs> were and are in great shape compared to to where I saw you oh, three yeah. and a half, four years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. But yeah, you looked as fat as I looked. Yeah, so when you walk in there and I looked even worse. <laughs> <laughs> but we had the best fucking time. Everybody's man. lovely. And there was no judgment because no. we weren't like super fit, beautiful no. people. Were, Everybody's wonderful. They were awesome people. Uh, they were so sweet. And um, again, you know, you're hanging out with you know, UFC fighters and professional athletes and all kinds of stuff. And they were just, they were incredible people. Um, you know, the, the the sexuality in that place though is just it's it's fuming mm -hmm. it's it's just there's fumes of sexuality there's pheromones in the air particularly um between a, you know we, we had this encounter where there was a couple of people um i don't know if we we don't have to say who yeah 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 but we're <laughs> in the room hanging out and, and and it's one of the most beautiful men we've ever met and then one of the most beautiful women we've ever met walks in the room and they just stare at each other and we're mid conversation with this guy Mid-conversation, we'll call him Baron, and we're talking to Baron, and um, and uh, let's call her Cat. Cat <laughs> walks in the room, and she just stares at him, and I'm I'm halfway through a sentence talking. To you this could guy. tell they hadn't seen each other in a minute. This yeah, was yeah. A, this was a um, this is an ongoing, I missed you. Yeah, yeah. It's you an know. ongoing thing. Where have you been? Right. And it's good to see you. The temperature in the room goes up two degrees. Right. And. Uh, you know, like I said, he's halfway through a sentence when she walks in and he just stops. You and I cease to exist in the room. Yep. 
and uh, and you know, I ceased to exist in my own world at that point in time. <laughs> you just get sucked into it, and it was it was uh, it was like when the air pressure changes in an airplane or something, and your ears pop, and everything just gets weird. Yeah, you know, you talk about measurable energies, people's tourist yeah, yeah. fields and stuff. Theirs was vibrating on such a level that we kind of like. To, I, I felt we, a little bit awkward. Yeah, we're both looking at our feet, you know, <laughs> just trying to. And then we get done with everything. We're packing up when this all happens and we're driving down the road. And I thought we'd been on the road for 45 minutes. And I was like, that got, I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> God, man. They weren't doing anything uncomfortable, but the energy's in the room. And it, it, it was, yeah. it was, it was palpable. palpable. I mean, and, and you're talking about beautiful people and I'm not trying to get into anything creepy or whatever, but I literally was like, I should look at my feet. Yeah. And uh, I just, I might need to go get some fresh air. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. A very, very interesting encounter for sure. <laughs> it was. It and was. Uh, she leaves the room and like he snaps out of it and turns back around and just picks up where he left off halfway right. through his sentence. And I'm like, it was like one minute of her jumping up and wrapping her legs around you. And it, we're just kind of chilling. And now we're going to, but did we not kind of address the, <laughs> we're not, okay. <laughs> we're not talking. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck was that about? <laughs> what the fuck was that? It was. Hey, don't, it, don't, don't, don't you just keep going. Don't go back to where you were. Don't I, just start over where you left off. Like, I, what, what just happened? I need more friends like that. Yeah, yeah. You know? It was uh, It was a great time. So we're going <laughs> to, we're definitely going to get that podcast out to you. Um, <laughs> Aaron Alexander, man. And the Onyx crew, man. Shout out. Those, uh, yeah. they, they have a great place to work. That was, that was an exciting time. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, and then we we rolled into the holidays, and uh, and we kind of it was just it's been family time for a few weeks. You you had a baby, um, mm -hmm. and uh, right after all that, yeah. And then we just it became December was just kind of a big. It was just a big. Is it not still December? I, everything's yeah, right. a blur. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. everything's a blur. The problem that we had with our holidays is we enjoyed them as much as we could, but when you have a brand new baby in the middle of flu season, and the holidays tend to be. Um, Everybody, let's get together in a room yeah. and cough and sneeze and and fart and, and all of that. We were like, no, we're good. We're gonna we're gonna pass the buck on Christmas this year, guys. We'll we'll post pictures of the baby. You can see him from afar and stuff. And let me tell you, that that causes uh, conflict. You know, people people have their own agendas of what. I was fucking irritated. I wanted to see the baby. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. got it though. I understood. Yeah, you know, and, and some people did. They got it. They were frustrated. I was gonna That's pull fine. some cat burglar shit and break into your house. And then some people didn't get it, and it became a problem. But we, we, you know, we survived them. We made it to a couple of little get-togethers. Everybody getting along during the holidays with you guys? Oh no, 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 no. no, 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 no. I. What do you mean? I love my family, Everybody's and, and uh, I love my wife's family. My in-laws are great, but yeah, I mean, um, it, the cultural toxicity behind what like Christmas and Thanksgiving is supposed to be is you always find like a patriarch or a matriarch of a family or whatever. And it's their view of yeah. what it should be. And then as you start to, cause I'm, I'm 32, yeah. uh, my wife just turned 30 and, and now we have two children and, and we've started to really cultivate our life together and become, you know, our, our, um, our own individual with our own little family and our own ideas that are juxtaposed to, say our parents right and all of a sudden there's conflict that comes in because there's this generation of people that go no this is what this is this is christmas and this is it's jesus's birthday <laughs> <laughs> you know? we got to get together because jesus Little was nine born. pounds six ounces yeah. baby jesus yeah yeah and, and you know you just kind of well hmm how do i address this you're right thank you 
Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we're, we're from, you know, Texas. We're from the South. The Bible Most Belt. everybody we know is Southern Baptist down here, and you know it's Jesus' birthday. But if you have any sort of knowledge yeah. about what Christmas really is, it's not what everybody thinks. It's a different thing. Yeah, it, 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 gets, uh, it gets confusing because your family wants to, they're like, no, we need the tree, we need to, we need to get together, yeah. and we need to pray get over baby pagan Jesus. Tree. And, yeah. And we just kind of went, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. You know, we put a tree up in our house. Sure. Our kid Santa Claus came, you know, for my 10-year-old and all that stuff. But then we also just had our things. We're like, no, we're good. We're going to pass on some of these uh, Christian traditions. Not that we're not Christians or, or spiritual in that way. But all of a sudden, you know, conflict left and right. Yeah. You know, with people. I think that a lot are, of the conflict came because you didn't cut the end of your kid's dick off. That's true. And we did not circumcise my son because... We decided what is that we, exactly? We couldn't figure out why we should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why, why are we doing a thing? Let me think here. I'm gonna mutilate a part of my kid's body, but I don't really know why. Let me do a quick Google search. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, there's glands. It's protecting them. It's gonna naturally take care of itself. And then this was the way the human body was intended in its purest form. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna We're do good. that. We're okay. Oh God. That went over like a Led Zeppelin. Dude, it was the apocalypse. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, people not talking to us for weeks. I don't know that he can get into heaven unless you cut his dick off. At least the end of it. Oh, he'll be all right. right. He'll be good. He'll be good. He'll be good. Jeez. It's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's just like... the way that people view holidays like Christmas and Thanksgiving and their cultural representation of it, you know, something like uh, the way that we're raising our kid and the things that we want to do that aren't to the societal norm of our little cultural pocket in the South yeah. uh, has really been a point of contention. And I feel like everybody out there has to deal with like toxic relationships with their family. Not everybody loves their And the holidays dad. are like a Petri dish for stagnant yeah, fucking energy. Let's, let's like, all just surround ourselves with each other. Get all of our blanketed traumas out and under one table in yeah. one room and let's pretend like it's not there as long as we can until somebody's had one too many eggnogs you know or it's the best part yeah, it's, yeah. It's sometimes part. sometimes if it's not you you know if it's, it's somebody's gonna do if it if it's uncle joe and aunt, yeah. aunt mary getting at it after that you know and you're just watching from afar you'd be a spectator <laughs> sip yeah. <laughs> yeah this is sipping a rum and coke fun yeah but if it's you it's terrible and everybody yeah. I, I mean i don't know Anybody who's like an adult with children who doesn't have some bit of that going on. Yeah, just wake up Christmas morning like, fuck, <laughs> I got to go do this thing. It's terrible. Yeah. We should stop doing it. We do Friendsgiving. Yeah, we love it. And it's Friendsgiving, guess what? Didn't work out this year to be around the holiday times. So, you know, it's going to be like, like Friends Valentine's Day. For right, us, right, maybe. right. But it's still Friendsgiving. We pick it because Friends it's Patrick's available. Day. Friends Patrick's Day. I yeah. Like oh, I like that. We could all do the green thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Different menu too. Yeah. Oh no shit. But um. Uh. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a non-forced holiday that that is just simply about getting together with loved ones and and having a good time. But these other ones, they're forced, man. They cause stress. They're obligatory. I I guarantee you, there's people that wake up with like like shingles breaking out over the stress of having to deal with their family. You know, I mean, a lot of these people that are, you're forced to go and travel to two different places at one time to see some aunt that you haven't seen since Christmas last year. It shouldn't, it's just, I don't know. It's toxic. The whole thing. I love Christmas and in certain regards, it's wonderful. I like the holiday times. I hate Christmas music, but (laughs) that, 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 uh, uh, forcing together and, you know, to celebrate baby Jesus being born. Well, it's not really accurate. Yeah. And so 
if you just go off the basis of why you're telling me that I got to come do this thing I don't want to do, and then you're telling me because of the information that you're providing is wildly inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. Because Christmas, let's be honest here, guys. Jesus was not born on December 25th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to, to, to believe that, right? I mean, the Bible said that he died at 33 and a half years old. Mm-hmm. When did he die? Easter. When's Easter? Right? Mm-hmm. What, th- what th- three months into the year? Four months into the year? Yep. So, so he was born a couple months before the end of the previous year. September, October. September, October. Closer to Halloween. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Spooky. Let's not say spooky that to Jesus. my father. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's closer to Halloween. Closer to Halloween. Oh, oh, I go over real yeah. well. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. No, we. I, I just. You know, in our house, we kind of. We, we, we like the Jesus story. That's great. But like, really, it's um, to us. You know, we're, we're straight up sun worshipers, you know, it's particularly, I guess, as the patriarch of the house. I'm a sun worshiper, mm-hmm. you know, Ashley's still um, uh, very much a big fan of, of Jesus, maybe even more so than I am. But I, I'm a big Jesus fan. Right. Yeah. Nobody's she, hating on. Jesus. Yeah. Nobody's hating on Jesus. She, she's got a different relationship with Jesus than I do. Um, but I'm a full blown fucking sun worshiper. Right. Uh, and, and so for me, the understanding of astro theology and knowing where the Jesus story I mean, Jesus has 12 disciples. He's the son in the middle of the Zodiac is what that is. Mm-hmm. And that story has been told for a long time, many different ways. It's astrotheology. And, um, and, and, and to some people like to get defensive about that. But to me, like that, that does not lessen the, um, the importance uh, or the impact or the, the reverence that we can have for these holidays or, or for Jesus for that matter, because he's an icon, mm-hmm. right? Whether he was a physical man or a physical mushroom or he just was a story that they made up 70 years uh, after he supposedly died to, to create an icon around an idea that we should want to embody. There you go. And that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Captain America, right? I'm thinking about, uh, I love him in Man of Steel um, with Henry Cavill and uh, Russell Crowe's talking to him, and he's like, you know, you will give them an ideal to strive for, and then they will join you in the sun. And if you look at all the sun- Oh, Superman, you said Captain America, Superman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Captain America, Man of Steel, uh, Superman, yes. Uh, Well, I think I was was about to say Captain America, um, because he's such an idealistic dude. Right, right, right. Good, virtuous man, but I switched gears without mentioning it. Yes, Uh, Man of Steel, Henry Cavill, if you look at, Watch Man of Steel and see all the all the sun uh, iconography. Mm-hmm. He'll come floating down with his arms out like Jesus on a cross with the sun behind him. Like it's it's clear sun symbolism mm-hmm. uh, and clear Jesus symbolism. But it's you give him an ideal to strive for, and then they'll join you in the sun. And for his, you know, if you listen to a lot of um, a lot of Christian music, they refer to Jesus as the sun. We we grew up with Mercy Me. The Christian band, mm-hmm, right? It's who we mm-hmm. listened to, and we knew them personally. And like, uh, I think about that song, I can only imagine, which is like one of the most famous Christian songs of the '90s or of all time. All time. And he says, you know, like I'll find myself standing in the sun, you know, and it's all this sun symbolism and all of this stuff. Um, the sun is a is, the, is 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 one of the most important things that we have, and we have to have the sun. It gives us warmth, and it gives us. Um, it gives us the, the trees. It gives us weather. We couldn't have the earth or any life on it if it weren't for the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, the sun's what created the gravity that formed the earth from the dust that it was made from. Um, so for anyone to get upset about understanding, right, the, the way that astrotheology works, um, 
is is to miss what the 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 awesomeness of astrotheology to me because we've been human beings have been making up stories about the sun and the zo the 12 signs of the zodiac for thousands of years mm -hmm. way back past the far reaches of, of hinduism back to the you know times of atlantis or whatever and astrology is a cool thing you take astrology the sun 12 zodiac signs um it's really a breakdown of human psychology uh you turn those different zodiac signs and all that stuff into and the planets themselves uh into gods and then you create stories around how the psychology works you turn it in then it becomes mythology yeah you know well, that's um, what mythology is we were talking about this you had a great uh, example for me we were watching uh, joseph campbell's yeah. uh series and and you were talking about um you know uh moses going up onto the mountain yeah yeah but the mountain was in his own head it wasn't actually him climbing up to a mountain it yeah. was it was seeking knowledge and then this beautiful symbolism that came in and it it broke my brain you know <laughs> uh and i went oh yeah you're right you know and most people think of it in literal terms but what we're talking about is greater truths in life yeah, yeah. that the human race and the and, and human beings on this planet have all recognized in different iterations for the entire existence of of but it's uh, you can put them all together and line them up and find parallels to yeah, where yeah. there's the truth greater and deeper yeah. yeah but everybody's got a different way of accessing that some bible's just one of those things yeah you know, the quran's another one of those things there's there's a million yeah. different ways greek mythology you know there, there's there's a million different stories that are all kind of telling you pretty much the same thing and they all can be traced back into astrology yeah I mean. it's it's all astro theology mm -hmm. i mean almost every single um religion that you can think of the the major ones particularly the well-organized ones, I guess I should say, yeah. right? There's some, there's a lot of tribal, you know, um, religions that are like very isolated, like little independent cultures and stuff, like the Bushmen of the Kalahari, and you know, have the tribesmen of Indonesia or Papua New Guinea or whatever, um, that are not astrotheological, but like the what you might consider to be the more advanced and scientific ones, if you know how to look at them right, Hinduism. All the monotheisms, you know, the Judaism, uh, mm -hmm. the Quran, mm -hmm. uh, or Islam and Christianity, uh, Zoroastrianism, Greek mythology, Roman mythology, Norse mythology. It's, it's all sun worship. It's all sun worship. And all the gods are named after the planets. And all of, you know, the, the figureheads of that religion have like 12 disciples around them or the 12 gods of Olympus. And Olympus is, of course, our mind, you know. It's the, the pineal gland or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so... To me, I grew up a Christian. You know, I may, maybe I've never really said this before. Like, just to make this concise and short, I grew up a devout Christian um, of my own accord. I wasn't forced into religion. My parents did never go to church. I'd never been in church with my family hardly. But I went to church of my own accord because I had questions about the existential, the metaphysical, and um, became a devout Christian. As all ten-year-olds should, by the way. As all ten-year-olds yeah, yeah. should, <laughs> but. But in my most devout times at, at 18 years old, you know, playing in a Christian band or, you know, playing in a church band or whatever, at my most devout, I was nowhere near as devout as I am today. Nowhere near. And I couldn't be because my understanding of the existential or of the metaphysical of, of the deeper and greater truths that, that reside within all the mythologies and the common threads that, that weave them all together, I didn't have that, you know? And think about what like the word appreciate means, like to understand the value of. Yes. You can't appreciate a diamond ring that, you know, your 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 partner got you, 
you don't know what's a diamond or you don't know what a diamond is, or you don't know what gold is, like you, ha you have to know about a thing intimately. The more intimately you understand a thing, the more intimately you can appreciate it. Beautifully put, yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, uh, and, and so, um, you know, I, it just occurred to me a minute ago as I'm saying this and, and looking at, at my arms, like I've got a whole, almost a complete left arm sleeve tattoo that I probably didn't have the last time you guys saw a podcast. True. It just now occurred to me. Yeah. So I have I had a part of it probably, but I'm just thinking about this. I've got these gods tattooed all over my arm, different ones, Ganesha and Buddha and Poseidon and Thoth, and I've got a Zodiac tattoo and um, an Eye of Horus on the inside of my arm. And, um, you know, these are um, things that are deeply important to me, more important to me than even than Jesus or, or God or anything ever could have been when I was the most devout Christian that I could be, mm -hmm. right? Someone who was living by the word and walking in accordance with the teachings of, of the Bible as I understood them. So now whenever I look at Christmas and I say it's silly, you know, well, it's not silly. I get why people think it, but like if there was a Jesus, he wasn't born on Christmas. <laughs> but just based on the, the Bible, what it says, it, like he wasn't born on Christmas. So it's a little bit silly to, to, to maybe celebrate it that way um, at that time. Um, you know, that was always a, a pagan sun. That's when they worshiped the sun god, you know, sun god, son of God. I guess they figured it was the same thing. So, um, you know, <laughs> when I when I when I think about Christmas, it's 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 a very important holiday to me. And it's the time to celebrate the sun, to celebrate the renewal of the earth. It's uh, uh as people may or may not know, just like Jesus died and rose after three days, that's what happens on the winter solstice, is that the sun actually stops on the horizon because the earth wobbles back and forth and then the sun goes down and it moves across the horizon every day of the year and then it moves back and then it moves back and moves back and then um on the winter solstice it stops and for three days it appears to rise in the same place and then it starts to move back and so the sun dies rises again after the third day and then hmm. so this is all astrotheology um, it doesn't mean it's any less important to me or right. any less beautiful to me. And uh, in fact, you know, even with my kids who understand astrotheology and they understand, um, they go to church with their, their mom and uh, her family and stuff like that sometimes. And they were raised, they went to a Christian school when they were younger and stuff. Um, Christmas is, is, is way cooler, I think, to them because it's not just Santa Claus and presents. It's like, man, this is a special day where the sun does a really special thing and a lot of people celebrate it for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, it's a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. It's a really neat thing. But, you know, I don't have the, um, frankly, I don't have the problem you have of going to, or not the problem, but the situation where I'm going to, like, some in-laws or, or my family and everybody's kind of on the baby Jesus train. Right, right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, well, you... uh You've educated and, and uh, accepted and walked into a role, and we're kind of uh, two sides of that same coin. It's something I'm working on and have been for you know about three years now. Is becoming my own individual, growing spiritually, ment mentally, physically, all of these different things, and, and cultivating my own spirituality, my own yeah, culture yeah. in my life. And you've done the same thing, and I've kind of followed Trace. Like we say, I'm about ten months behind your journey <laughs> in a lot of ways, and we're we're both, you know, I'm coming up on a on a uh, a landmark of this journey, and you go, oh, I, I know exactly where you're at, and you've always got this. But your family and my family just had very different um, levels of acceptance to yeah. to 
you know, essentially we're doing very similar work in our lives. Yeah. You just happen to be pretty lucky with your family, which is also my family now. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, my I'm family's yours. To be, They're fucking uh, great. A part of, of all of that. But then, you know, not everybody out there is going to have that. Yeah. Um, there's really no solution to that problem either. It's no, you just. It's, recognition and acceptance. Is, yeah. Accept it. Love them. Love them anyway. Have a good time. You know what I mean? There's uh, a lot of people. I mean, like you said, I'm super blessed to have the family that I have. Doesn't mean we're fucking perfect because we fight, we have problems, and you know everything else. You know, I had, had some issues of my own this this Christmas season, as you know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it was minimal and it was fleeting. And like you said, through my acknowledgement and acceptance of that issue with this one particular member of my family, it was like, all right, fuck it, that's it's fine, it's fine, right? Not, not a big deal. Not going to impact me. Not a big deal. Um, a lot of people don't have that. There's a lot of people just, you know, um, what I would say is look for your soul tribe. Look for the people that you can really vibe with. Social media is a great place to to uh, just find community and stuff like that. And uh, I don't mean necessarily just meeting people on social media, but look for um, do the things that you're interested in. This is like a kind of a big, important point that I guess I didn't intend to make in this in this discussion today. But like go do the shit that you like doing. Mm-hmm. Go to music festivals, go to concerts, go to art exhibits, go to museums, go do the things you like to do. If you like to lift weights, go lift weights. If You know what I mean? Go do the things you like to do. Don't just think about it, be about it, because that's where you're going to meet the people. And um, you know the people that, that you want to vibe with, the people that you're going right. to get along with. Look the way you want to look, dress the way you want to dress, that's act it. the way you want to act, because you will attract inevitably. Yeah people of like-mindedness and sometimes they need a physical symbol or signal yeah. to know that they can they can approach and and uh, you know and uh, depending on where you're at sometimes that's easier said than done you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and a lot of times it's it's really really difficult to get started mm-hmm. right you know if you got a job um, that really isn't conducive to you being your truest authentic self it can be a it can be a journey to get there right you know it can. It's uh, I kind of jumped off. I just decided I didn't want to be locked into this sort of corporate America world that we live in. We we work at an IT company, mm-hmm. right? It's what we do. Um, and I'm fortunately in a position here where I can have a fucking tattoo on my whole arm and my hand, and you know, I don't. Some people, some of our clients aren't going to like that. I shaved and cut my hair before my first day working for this company because I assumed <laughs> we were, I was going to be walking into this whole different thing than what it was. Yeah. We're here now. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, I, we want this company to be a place where people can live in truth because authenticity is magnetic. And we're going to bring more people into our little gravity sphere here into our tourist field we're going to suck more people into our vortex that we want to be with that we're vibing with the people who resonate with our frequency in other words you're going to have resonance instead of dissonance you're going to have harmony instead of disharmony with the people and situations and experiences around you so we do that by starting on the inside and letting it spiral out through our relationships and interactions but that comes with like you said it's your beard it's your fucking long ass hair it's the way that we dress, it's whether it's tattoos, the way you dress, hair, beard, um, the energy that you emit, whatever it is, mm-hmm. the more you live in truth, the more authentic you are, the more magnetic you're gonna be, the more you're gonna pull people in. Right. And that's you know been the sort of the story 
you know, we, over the holidays, we went up to Connecticut to, um, you know that, we went up to Connecticut um, and spent time with Uncle Tam and Aunt Linda, who we just talked about earlier, and uh, and Jeff, uh, Jeff Sullivan and his family. So we went up there um, and uh, spent a week and brought the kids up there. The kids have never been. So Ashley and I have been up there like four times in the last year, and the kids hadn't been. But they've heard all about Tim and Linda. They got to meet them finally. And this is like a group of people who, I won't retrace the story again, but there's a crazy story about how we all became <laughs> associated with each other and met each other and everything. But it it came down to A, know thyself. Yes. Right? That's know, a big portion of this. Know thyself, right? Uh, or as I used to say, explore, enlighten, evolve, right? Mm-hmm. Know thyself, figure out who you are, and then walk in truth, you know, and then you're going to generate that that gravity. You're going to run into people, and we just we, we 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 met this whole group of people in this in this very small, remote little area of Connecticut. I say remote, but I mean it's a small town. It's a very small town in the middle of, in the middle of the woods, mm-hmm. and um, you know, now we have some of the closest relationships we have of anyone in the world is up in this same little area, and, and these people are are not even really like they're not family with each other. It's like Jeff and his whole family didn't know Tim and Linda before we went up there. Right. Will Evans, this amazing, amazing musician who you guys have got to look up. Go look up Will Evans on YouTube. Will Evans, um, Sugar Shack. Well, and you met one over social media. You met one directly by right. just happening to be in that place. And then the other one, we happened to, he walked out on stage and we had a concert <laughs> that we were at in Dallas, you know, and then come yeah. to find out they're all within five minutes of yeah, each other. Yeah, they're all right there in, the, in each other's backyards. You're exactly right. Yeah. We're, we're at a cabin in Connecticut visiting somebody in, you know, a different part of Connecticut and come back a week later and there's another guy from that same area. It's it's crazy. But you have to understand this shit actually, it's real. It works. You create a gravity whenever you're living in truth and you're pursuing the things you want to do and you're going to the things you want to go to. Um, and we had like the best time ever, man. The kids, um, Tim and Linda, we, we all of us. And we went to um, we went to Will's show. We went and saw Will Evans in concert. And it was fucking cool, man. Um, Jet got to get up and sing. Oh, let's say your son sang yeah, on yeah. stage with him. Yeah, <laughs> my nine-year-old my nine-year-old got pulled up on stage. Will pulled him up there and uh, he got to sing with him. And that was like um, this is like Jet's favorite musician in the world. Oh, so yeah. it was uh, it was huge for him. And so that was kind of how our holiday went. Um, we uh, connected with family. We connected with friends. Yeah. We had a, we had a great time. And you learn a lot through these processes, whether they're good or bad. Sounds like your holiday was a little bit smoother. Mine was rough, but at the I end- I didn't have a brand new baby either. Yeah, well that's a, you, you said it the best. Having a baby, and I just didn't understand it till I was living it. It's like dropping an emotional grenade into your life. Yeah, yeah. Because you're an emotional place that you've never been or, or haven't been into in a long time. Uh, so is your spouse, the child that's learning life, and then everybody that has their um, wants and needs and, and, and all the good and the bad that comes with that. It is it is a little bit of uh, just an implosion or an explosion of, of everybody wanting to be there for you, but also wanting to fulfill their own internal needs. And you, you know, me, doing the best I can, <laughs> you know. Um, it's uh, It was an interesting time. But you can grow and reflect, and it's conversations like this and, and, and calling a spade a spade and being aware of these things talking about them having an outlet where you can discuss and not feel like you're the only person that 
has to go through these types of things. Dude, you're so not. That where you, it's where you grow. Wait wait till after this podcast. You're going to get fucking 100 people that are like, dude. <laughs> I hope so. I'm there with you. I Guys, so. if you're listening to this, we're there with you. Yeah. You're not the only ones. You're not the only ones. But the way out is to live in truth and to, you know, not a, as you've done. And I don't want to down. I don't want to denigrate anybody's family or anything because your family is awesome. I know your family and your wife's family. Everybody's good. We just don't always vibe in the same place, right? right? right. So, but the point is, a lot of people just go, "Damn, man, my family is maybe they're not as cool as your family or or my family." Everybody, and they're like, "Fuck, this is all I got. My life sucks." Mm-hmm. No, man, that's not all you got. There, there's there's a whole community of people out there that are that are uh, that are have a, a big open heart and that have you know maybe different views on the world than the people who raised you or the people who you share biology with right you know and right. i think that's the one thing i would want to um leave people with and we're talking about the holidays is that your family's great love them and appreciate them to the extent that they allow you to love and appreciate them because mm-hmm. i mean toxic family relationships are not a thing we're gonna get into right now but you know love and appreciate them to the extent they'll let you and and then let have proper boundaries healthy boundaries healthy boundaries and and live in truth and then um and then start creating your own gravity uh where you start sucking people into your orbit and that's when uh things got really cool for me that's in when my the, life that's when the magic happens. that's when the magic really does happen it, it'll have the opposite effect of what you think it is going to the first step you're like this is gonna not and then it then everything starts to line up the yeah. more you're authentically and honestly walking into your own truth, it'll have the opposite effect yep. of what you think it will. Uh, 100%, 100%. And so we slid through the holidays, we made it. Yes. We survived, it's 2020, and uh, we have all kinds of cool things in, in in the wings for everybody now, so. It's the beginning of a new year, it's the beginning of all new things, it's a great time, and it's a great time to have this conversation talking about walking in truth and being your most authentic uh, self. It it's is. January. Yeah, fuck yeah. Dude. Start now. If there's anything that's just been kind of weighing on you, you know this. This is the time to go. Oh, it's January. Let's see what I look like in July. You know, yeah, yeah. Cha- make some changes. Set some you know? goals. Yeah, it's I, a great time to do it. You know, I've never been a goal setter. Like I've I've accomplished some things in my life that I'm proud of, but like I never set that goal. I was always sort of just <laughs> like like trudging along every day, and like just I wouldn't give up, or I'd just bang my head against the wall till mm-hmm. the wall fell down or whatever. Um, but I'm actually gonna try to set some goals. Um, this year, I can't remember offhand what all of them are, um, but I want to. I want to create a. Uh, you know, I want to create some music. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to create some art, um, and uh, you know, just do some things with the podcast and whatever else. You know, set some goals. Probably not a bad idea. It never is. You know, it's not a bad idea. And 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 uh, make a physical manifestation of your goals. Don't just tell yourself in your write, head. Write it down, huh? Write it down. Put it, get a picture of it. Put it on a on on the fridge. Yeah. Uh, t- tell a loved one that that's your intention. Make make it manifest it in a physical way. Whether it's a conversation you have with somebody, or you're just writing it down and you're constantly walking past it. When you're when you're going through your kitchen, you know, yeah, these, yeah. these, the, you know, it's really easy to tell yourself something in your head and then let it fleet away in the, the busyness and, and the, you know, life. But uh, I think physically bringing it out and setting it down or making an image 
or, or even just passing that knowledge on of your intention to somebody yeah, else yeah. Is, is an important thing because it helps. You're not alone in that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Have some accountability yeah. and some support. You know, Accountability and support. Choose who you pick. You know, yeah, positive people. Accountability, right, which is what you need whenever you're down or whenever you're falling off the rails or whatever, and then the support and the encouragement, right? Mm-hmm. So these are the things that you need that'll keep you going. Um, you know, one of the big things that, fuck man, we've been working on this for close to two years now is, um, is, uh, the online store. Yes. And, uh, it's been sitting on the one yard line for three or four months now. We've just had a lot going on, but, uh, that's one of my, that's like probably my number one goal for like this spring. Um, if not sooner is like by spring, I w- maybe day one of spring, I want to be able to launch the online store. Mm-hmm. And so we've got, um, We've got this online store we've been working on for like a year and a half um, actively. I said a year and a half. It's really almost been two years now. Yeah. What, and, March and, and of 2017 or something like that? To put it into perspective, it would be like um, a box store or a grocery store that somebody built in your town, and it's completely built. <laughs> it's bricked. Yeah. It's got a sign out front. but It's, got, s- it's decorated. Yeah, it's, it's ready to go. It's ready to go. It's got the open. lighting up. But uh, it just, we just. All yeah. the shelves are empty. Yeah. We just got to, uh, it's, it's, it is that it's, close. It's a, yeah, it's a beautiful store. We bought the property. We, we built the thing out. We framed it. It's got decorations in it. It's got nice lighting. It's got the parking lot. It's got stripes on it. Yeah. Um, the carts are, are in the, the front foyer there and there's just nothing on the shelves or there's not enough on the shelves. Right. And so we, uh, it's wokeshop.com. Funny name. Um, you know, but it's something that we, we wanted to make memorable, e- easy for people to remember. And you know what you're signing up for. Yeah, go, yeah. It's not, we're not. It's kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get it. We throw around woke. It's kind of a funny, stupid word, but it's, it's, um, I wanted it to be memorable and you kind of know what you're getting into. Wokeshop.com. And, um, you know, it, even though the name's kind of tongue in cheek, there's a ton of heart and, and emotion and effort and energy that we've put a lot of people actually at this point have put into this thing to make it a thing. And, and, uh, it's something that we're just going to keep growing. So, uh, it's essentially, it's like a conscious online Cabela's like a, like a conscious online marketplace. Right. And, um, you know, for, for clothing, for jewelry, for candles, for arts and crafts, um, for, you know, essential oils and crystals and herbs and all kinds of stuff. And we really want this to come from a place of, uh, of community, you know, where we actually have people in our community uh, who are contributing to this thing. So, you know, people who are giving us some uh, designs and artwork and all this stuff, who are making candles or whatever. Carefully cultivated uh, yes. group of individuals that we're going uh, yeah. to push to, to funnel through this store. It's not just going to be generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very, 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 very select group of people we have, we have relationships with. And so, um, we're finally there. So that's like the big thing for me is if we can get this thing launched by spring, I'm going to be really happy. But, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we've got the podcast. We're running an IT company. Um, you know, we've got a lot of things going on, but yeah. that's, it's a big part of it. Um, not to mention, you know, still trying to keep our sanity and, and not just be working all the time. Right. Right. You know, and that's, that's the can be a problem sometimes. important part of where we're at and why we are where we are is because we can try to do our best to balance that out. 
Yeah. I could be a workaholic tomorrow, but I choose not to be. In fact, sometimes it would be easier to just engulf myself in this constantly, yeah. but would it be as rewarding? Yeah, you, you know, you um you, you brought up something the other day about like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, how he like eats like a saint six days a week mm-hmm. and then he just eats like eight large pizzas and a plate of mashed potatoes. I love his cheat meal photo. Gallon of tequila. It's impressive. Yeah, you know. Um, and it's it becomes re- uh, reward dieting instead of restriction dieting. Mm-hmm. And I love that concept. You said that the other day, and uh, I saw that his tequila is coming out in March. I thought about that, and I was like, you know what? I said I wasn't going to drink alcohol for all of 2020, but I will be goddamned if I am not going to go get a fucking bottle of The Rock's tequila. He's like one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah, I'm going to get a bottle of that tequila, and I was like, you know what? Maybe that'll be my that'll be my my thing. Is like I'll I'll reward diet myself with alcohol right. it's like i right. i don't like the way it makes me feel i don't like the you know the after effects and all that stuff but like you can have a good time on some alcohol if you control yourself but um rewarding myself in that way doing the same thing with other stuff i think that that concept was a neat model for me to understand yeah. whenever you brought it up well, netflix we we just uh, uh have had uh you know so much uh trouble over the years of trying to find a way to uh, change our healthy lifestyle and you always find in any of these um, diets or, or exercise regimens and stuff you'll, you'll tend to see more and more people going this is the way and this is the way <laughs> and uh, once you start this you can't ever do this again and, and uh, that's just gonna set yourself Fuck that. up for, for failure because yeah. everybody no one's gonna imperfect. never do this again right it's um, it's just a much better way to discipline yourself and reward yourself uh, consciously. Yeah. Instead of rewarding yourself for tiny victories all the time, which is like eating little Debbie's every day of the week if we're talking on a diet or whatever. Yeah, it's dude. Like, but if you let yourself, if you like love oatmeal, you know, little Debbie's, if you allowed yourself once a week to have one of those or even two of those, but you're working out regularly and eating you know, a balanced diet. Yeah. They're not going to hurt you. That's it. You know, and that you can, you can apply that. You can turn that into anything in life. That's it. You know, and for me, like junk food was one of the biggest ones still is. Although, you know, we're two weeks into the year and like junk food's not been that big of a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like the first week and a half or so, I was like, fuck, this sucks, man. I just want some junk food. Um, it's not been that big of a problem. Uh, one of the interesting things that happened to us is like we live out in the boonies, you know, out in the country and our internet's like satellite internet. So our satellite internet took a shit on us and like the company that was providing it, like they just went through the floor. They're not really there. And so we're like, oh my God, we're scrambling to like get internet again. We get great cell service out there. You Mm -hmm. know, we have an AT&T tower uncomfortably close. So it's like, we're good on that. Um, But, uh, I was watching a lot of Netflix late at night and totally got out of the habit of reading. And um, it just came from the f- these fucking people at Netflix and everywhere else making so many good shows. And it's like crack and you can't stop. Yeah, we did. Th- we, we did that with Disney Plus. Yeah. You know, got to Disney Plus and then uh, Netflix is another one. Just, uh, reward yourself with, with good TV, bad TV. We were diehard Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, us and everybody that we have. You mm-hmm. know, we, we, we almost built the... I've built relationships with people based on our love for, for <laughs> you know, Game of Thrones. And then that left. It left an empty void that we've uh, we filled, especially yeah. with, with lots of trash. 
right. TV. Good stuff and bad stuff alike, yeah. but but just uh, watching way too much TV. I know we both just went binge through uh, oh my God. the number one television show right now, which is surprising after watching all the way through The Witcher. Yeah. We... we uh we uh we watched The Witcher. You you got me to watch it. Well, you told me it was good. I think, and then I saw who I thought was Kit Harrington, who plays Jon Snow on Instagram. Turns out it wasn't him. It's a fan page with four million followers. Oh wow! Which is odd. Apparently, he doesn't have an Instagram. Sounds like a Kit Harrington thing. He's not I was a surprised. Social media guy. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by it. So I think I think he doesn't have any social media, but. Whatever the case, uh, I saw on, on the Kit Har- Harrington Instagram or whatever that uh, he made a post about The Witcher, or they made a post, and said that The Witcher was like the new era Game of Thrones. So I went and picked up The Witcher that day. I was like, well, if Kit Harrington, I thought it was Kit Harrington, Kit Harrington says this is the new Game of Thrones, I better go check it out. Um, and, uh, and now I've finished it, and now we can talk about it. And this is just for the, the audience. This is just going to be part of your life now as an audience member of the show. Yeah. We, we, we talk about movies. We talk about books. We talk about shows. Um, and uh, This is the most watched show in the world right now. Yeah. Uh, so, spoiler warnings if you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen this, um, turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go go watch it. Skip ahead to a different time. Um, yeah. And we'll, it's we'll, we'll not keep... an in-depth, crazy review here, but uh, we do want to talk about it. Yeah, like topical. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. you know. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I turned it on with no other idea in mind, with no real idea in mind of what it was at all, <laughs> and uh, immediately was like, this guy's personality is fucking obnoxious. His voice is obnoxious. I don't like it. It's a white wig on he's Henry Cavill. He's got a white wig on <laughs> dark-haired, you know. Yes. This is Superman, but he's in this weird white wig and, and he's scowling. He's like like intentionally scowling and he's talking like this. He's like sounds like Christian Bale playing Batman. Mm-hmm. And I was like this is really really bad. Um and I've I've been watching Vikings and we watch Game of Thrones and they're 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 much darker and sort of grittier and they have like the blue filter, the blue gray filter on the screen. Yeah. And so they're very the the tone and theme of like my two favorite shows that I've been watching Game of Thrones and Vikings this is very different it is if you have kids if you ever watched watch like Once Upon a Time it almost feels more like that to me maybe that's kind of a little bit of an overstep but it's but it's a much yeah. more jovial lighter colorful giddy hee hee I just I, I couldn't get into it at first it took me a minute by the end of season one I'm in I like it well, Feels you remember when I brought it up to you, I said, I'm watching this show called The Witcher, and you hadn't even, you know, oh, I, I've seen that, yeah. I've seen that, and I was like, well, I'll let you know, I'm on episode four, I'll let you know if it's any good, because I'm still <laughs> very not, like, I you just could not that. decide, and I have a I have a policy with uh, television shows, if I'm going to give episode one a shot, I'm not going to make a decision on it until three or four episodes in, because if it's a, it's a series, they're going to take their time. It takes time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> it uh it hooked me at the end of episode three i believe and you did not believe me when i was like just wait till the episode where he fights the uh the aborted baby the aborted fetus. baby fetus yeah um it's uh cursed and you were like oh <laughs> i really thought you were making a joke yeah 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 no there's legit a, like uh, just throwing it out a, there a, a scene like you know uh the scene in alien where he, he opens his big alien mouth and the little little <laughs> alien mouth comes out by her face, you know, and it's like slimy or whatever. And there's this guy tied up and here comes this umbilical cord <laughs> into the shot. 
Oh my god. <laughs> and then it uh proceeds to uh eat. Yeah. The uh the guy and, and we press on and it's a it's a full fledged uh horror scene. I mean it's a it's it it has every it element. was like a scene from alien yeah yeah yeah. it was it was it was you're like fuck ooh, i don't like this the yeah, way the yeah. thing looks and i don't like what it's doing and this is disgusting yeah um moves in, that, in a really awkward yeah this is a big this is a this is a, an aborted baby fetus that has grown into the size of 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 a an eight foot tall bigger than henry cavill yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a big guy look looking like a uh looking like some out of alien or something like that it's a horrible horrifying thing with an umbilical cord and it climbs the ceiling in a really awkward disjointed way it's fucking right it's pretty serious and i get i get this horror element and i'm like okay but the 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 main plot you know we have uh yennefer and then we have uh super hot the witcher super hot yeah Love her yeah 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 she reminds me you know what she looks like to me hmm. is like the chick that would like give hand jobs in high school and nobody else would but she was like a six and she wasn't quite hot enough <laughs> to not put out does that make any sense? Yeah. You, you know what I you mean? You weren't exactly you know on uh, board with Yennefer at, uh, at first, though. <laughs> but she no. did look like a girl I knew in high school that dipped. She's <laughs> 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 contorted with this huge thing in the side of her mouth, and I'm all this way through the season, and Adam's like, I'm not really sure. You told me the, the, the hunchback girl, and I'm like, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. And then another wonderful thing that is so bizarre about this show is that what actually happens on the show is so unbelievable and so, so unlike anything written into another show. I said, oh, wait till she has this sex scene. Uh, and she's all like hunchbacked and completely yeah. naked. And there's about 40 people just standing around watching her. Bizarre. And you were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was a joke too. Yeah, not a joke. Yeah, that was real. It happens. Yeah, but she she was making those people with her mind. Is that right? I, I'm still... I'm pretty sure. I went back and saw it again. I think I caught it the second time. I think she was doing magic and that was a thing, because he, he later, the dude kind of picked at her. He's like, yeah, you can only have sex whenever people are watching or something. And anyway, go back and check it out. But I, I think it was her creating them magically. Well, we're going to have to rewatch it, because the thing that this uh, series really does amazingly is confuses you in a way that you're intrigued enough to stick around. Yeah. And then the last episode, I think, successfully goes... Here, let me make sense of all yeah. of this. Uh, the very first scene in episode one is actually how the very first scene in the last episode starts, but instead of when they whisper into somebody's ear, you get to hear what they're saying. Right. And, uh, you know, the, it kind of, it, it, it unfolds everything in that you're like, oh shit, I've been watching this character's timeline, which is now, and this character's timeline, which is before the Witchers, but now they're caught up, and then the Witchers was taking place somewhere in between these two, and here we are, and we've met at a head, and everybody's yeah. stories have intertwined now, and where do we go from here? And that was fascinatingly done. Uh, I've caught on to it a little bit um, few little things here and there he's picking up a picture of a uh, set of children and you he says their name but you had met this older gentleman and then uh, next episode later you see those children and you're like but wait last episode that guy was grown and he was looking at a picture of him now he's in a room with them how I, I just got I got really really lost midway yeah. through because I'm always trying to figure yeah, yeah. I'm always constantly. I'm so much simpler than you, which I love. 
you know, because I, I can learn, I can listen to you and Guy talk about movies and just, you know, listen to y'all geek out. I just, I'm just glad that they threw in a really dope fight scene at the end of episode one. Because I probably you would have never made it. I would have fucking never turned on episode two. Arguably, they saved it. One of the best fight scenes with a sword and like armored people. It's I've the seen best. In a long, it's the long, best long medieval time. fight scene I've ever seen. I think the the way that they video gamed out the choreography of that fight scene. Yeah, successfully video game feels like an Assassin's Creed fight scene. I never played The Witcher, but I assume maybe it's something like that. Yeah, in no, the, it's in very similar. Game. He's got he's got the powers, so he's. I love the, I love the little force push. push thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and he does it well. And then uh, with the with the uh, the cursed uh, fetus, uh, he he does the spell inside the tomb to keep her from opening it yeah, and yeah. stuff. And he does the and he's he, got all these little vials, which you're going around like Zelda yeah, in yeah. the game as well, like collecting potions and stuff. And so when he's like about to like battle and he's not into it, he's like ah, and he pulls out some. Yeah, Boop, pops the cork on it, chugs it, and his eyes turn black. A, turns and, out his five-hour en- energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, what's what's up with the black eyes when he fights? Uh, that is something to do with like what a witcher is. Okay, you know when they're fighting demons, like whenever a cat's in the window staring at a squirrel and he starts chattering. And yeah, 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 yeah. Getting that's, all fucking it's, weird. That's exactly what it is because at the very first uh, monster he fights, that big. Tar- uh, tarantula-looking yeah. lizard thing, uh, his eyes are black, and then they as he kills it you know they they fade slowly back. start to fade back yeah. to to like bright yellow they're well, still weird all i know is like that first fight scene we got in episode one at the end of episode one was really badass saved the saved the show for me um we never got another one mm-hmm. what the fuck yeah uh you you don't <laughs> it's like my one no, thing is you like if a, I, you get a great um dr strange-esque battle scene where there's this other uh, mage that's got like a giant cockroach and so Yennefer's trying to save this woman and her baby and she's making portals okay I remember and that she's jumping through yeah, and he's yeah, chasing yeah. her down it's not a battle scene right. but it no, was that, a great action scene it was a great action scene now there, there was a and, and there was even the, the big battles they had with the catapults and her blocking the fucking catapult mm-hmm. meteor things like that was a really cool action scene I just mean like I'm a fucking nerd for sword fights yeah and, and 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 for you to show me such an awesome sword fight at the end of of, of episode one, and then never give us a, a really a anything. There's a, and, and the, the the crappy thing for me is that like they had a couple of sword fights after that, and they weren't like that. No, and it worries me because I'm like, are we gonna was that was that a bullshit thing? And then now we're gonna get these, you know. These half-ass sword fights, the rest—not half-ass, but they were nothing like that one. Problem with television shows is they oftentimes use many different directors. You know. Uh, oh yeah, so, that's right. So episode one, I feel like they did that to appease video game players yeah. that are familiar and have played Witcher one, two, three, and and um, um, I played the last one that came out Wild Hunt, and it's very similar to the combat style in there. And it was the best video game combat style. And I think they put that in there across this season going, this could work. Mm-hmm. But now, I think it being one of the most popular scenes in the entire series, what we'll get moving forward is a little bit more implementation of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got seven series already in writing, scripts done, all the actors, actresses are signed on, and Netflix is like, yes, go six more seasons. So I think this was um, a plethora of what could work the story's good but as far as elements of how do we connect this to the video game there were things that did work didn't work 
um, that being one that I hope we see a whole lot more of. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, so overall, I'm going to rate this season. Um, are we doing like uh, we doing one out of ten here? Do a numerical? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's 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 t- <laughs> it, before I give a rating, I got to say this: it's it's fucking it's 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 TV candy to me. Mm-hmm. Right there, there, there's the story arc here. There's neat elements of whatever you know him and the girl reuniting. Um, but like I don't know the. I'm gonna give it a seven. Seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. Flat rate. Um. Yeah. You know. Um. As far as, you know, a, a good cinema rating seven. Um. As far as being the kind of thing that I could watch if I was just shamelessly wanted to dumb out and didn't and just wanted to shut down all of my analytical faculties. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a it's a great uh it's a it's a great. Well, for context of great. Um, scoring since we've never done this I think we could both agree that the closest thing to a perfect television series or season would be something like Game of Thrones season one Peaky Blinders season one Peaky Blinders season one Ep- those are Game those are those are 9.8 yeah, right there you 100%. know they're they're verging on perfect yeah yeah so a seven is I think a, a fair score for The Witcher I'd go higher I'd go like 7.5 okay, okay. Uh, closer to an eight what did you what did you like about it um I liked, I really loved the time. I loved the time. You did stuff. like that time slip thing. I, I really loved the um, the use of magic in, in different forms and ways, and yeah. it didn't feel forced or super cheesy. The porcupine night. <laughs> that was a yeah, little bit little like bit where much. I was like, okay, but everything else felt very natural in that yeah, world. Yeah. I felt like this is a place that Good. if I, you know, could get on a, a ship and sail across the sea to, I would end up on this seven continent island, yeah, whatever, yeah. and it existed. So I love the world building, um, but but uh, uh, it, it it's not perfect. It had a lot of flaws, but for me, that the the way that they wrote that timeline and had me confused as somebody who's usually I know the third act, I know how it ends. Oh, that's the killer. Right. That's how I watch TV. So it didn't. It didn't give. It didn't spoil anything for me. Uh, midway through, I knew something was up, but I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so that was that was the exciting part, and I'm excited because there's six more seasons. Yeah. So I, I think they're setting up. I got high hopes for season two. I'll say this. It's uh, my last thing to say about it. Is that if season two isn't good, I won't watch season three. I'm. I'll be done. Sure. They got season two to to make me a believer. Uh, I'd like to see a good sword fight, a la season one in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see them sort of tighten up some of the dialogue a little bit. You know, um, this uh, this little minstrel bard guy that follows him around has a lot of unnecessary chatter. It's not <laughs> yeah. that funny. Yeah, and it's just it's just it reminds me of the hobbits from the Hobbit. Yeah, the Hobbit movies where the dialogue and all the giggly bullshit between the hobbits was just not. A lot of it wasn't that funny to yeah. me, and it, it was just annoying. But in the game, you meet all these annoying side characters, and that's they're they're they're. It's a good story, so get away from the fact it was a video game. Quit giving me annoying side quest characters and stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, because I never played the video game, so I just want to know. 
whether or not the show is worth watching. Yeah, see, no, I played the video game, so I had to leave my horse at the saloon and go fight a, 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 a cursed baby fetus. Like, I had to do that in the game. You know, not specifically, but they yeah, just, yeah. a I very video game reference. So, in all fairness, yeah, you can't just you can't just serve me. we got to serve the, the video game players and the non-video game players. But everybody. they did that with season one. Move away. Yeah, okay. Move I, away. I, I, then we're, we're in agreement yep. on that. Yep. So, The Witcher, um, recommend, yes, I guess so. Oh, highly Seven recommend. Seven and a half, yeah. It's definitely, what is it, eight episodes? It's eight totally, episodes, hour totally long. worth a good binge. Good hour long yep. thing, yeah, so I recommend it as well. Um, and we can probably end it on that. Uh, you want to go grab some food? Yeah, um, sounds great. If you guys are ever in Dallas and you want to eat some really fucking great food, uh, there's a place called Farah, F-E-R-A-H, and they have Texas Mediterranean food. It's, it's a blend. If you've ever been to Texas, you know that we have Tex-Mex, which is... Texas uh, Texas spin using Texas spices and stuff on Mexican food. So Tex-Mex is its own thing. It's fucking great. Um, this is Tex-Med. And as far as we know, it's the only Tex-Med place anywhere in the world. Right. Um, and uh, the chef's name is Barack. He's a friend of ours. And it's a beautiful place. Uh, it's one of our favorite restaurants anywhere. I've lived here my whole life. I've eaten a lot of really good restaurants. And uh, this is definitely one of the best things you can eat in the Dallas Fort Worth yeah. area. Yeah, they're they're wonderful and good people, beautiful place, all that stuff. So, um, all right, guys, thank you so much for for hanging in there and for waiting on the podcasts and for. I uh, hope you guys all had a had a good holiday. Hope everybody's New Year's going good. Um, we wish y'all all the best. Remember, you can check out wayfinderpodcast.com. You can find everything you want to find there. Um, podcasts coming out soon with Jeff Sullivan, uh, the, the amazing visionary artist, and Aaron Alexander. Um, the Movement Guru, uh, author of The Align Method. You guys can check out that book on Amazon. You can check him out at Align Podcast on Instagram. You can check out Jeff Sullivan uh, on Instagram at Jeff Sullivan Art. And uh, I'm Adam. This is JC. And uh, this is Wayfinder Podcast. You guys, thanks for coming in. God bless. See you soon.